Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hey everybody, welcome to the Stand Out of How podcast. This is Jim Troth, of course, and with me is Laura Troth, the office goddess. Don't forget your title. Oh, how could I? Well, she has that title because she has, she, you've helped out a lot of other companies with their office, I guess, protocol, pro- standards, protocol, the, the SOPs. You've helped them out quite a bit. And that, that's how it goes. So, anyway, we're going to talk about commercial building inspections today nice and they are not our similarities with residential because physics and science work the same whether it's commercial or residential because you got structures you got heat exchange everything's the same but there are some differences between those but first let's listen to this habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in ohio Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs. From radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. Okay, Laura. Commercial inspections. We have suddenly got a lot of requests for doing commercial building inspections. Which yes. I like. I like it too. They are. I don't know if it's because we got named, what was it, Real Estate Review? Yeah, Real Estate Review Magazine. We got featured in that. We're actually, this is for commercial building inspections. Commercial and residential, we got named for, but we're the only company in Ohio that got named. Okay, so, which is, and they only did 10 entire country. Is that right? I think something like that. Yeah, I think there were 10 companies. So, which is nice that we got recognized for what we do and, um, it's, it's just great. So I think people are finding that they had like 40,000 searches or something like that. And we wasn't it almost 45. So it was something like that. crazy. And I know they're probably not looking for specifically <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's, it's good to have that traffic. That's awesome. But anyway, commercial building inspections, they are first, we probably should define what that is because there's some questions as to what is considered a commercial. For insurance purposes, like for E&O insurance, a fourplex, which is residential, a fourplex is still considered residential. But if you have five or more units in the building, that now becomes a commercial residential property. Right. So it, so there's always some people, nah, it's, it's a commercial, it's, it's a duplex. Not necessarily. All right. The, all right. Yeah, I can understand that the owner, the new owner, is going to use it as commercial because they're going to use it to rent out. But for inspection standards here in Ohio and many states as well, four units or less is still considered residential, and they must person must be licensed by the state to do those. Now we may put it in as a commercial inspection in our system because it's a legitimate, they're buying it to rent only. They're not going to live there. So we may designate it as such in our system, but 
we still inspect to the standards for residential. Yes. Yes. So just so that people know. So now if a, a building is a church commercial, that's a commercial yes. building, the a fiveplex or we, I can't think what's the largest apartment unit we've done where they wanted. We had five. Almost everything looked at was like 50 units or was it 80? Over it was 80. It was a five building, five or six, six buildings maybe. Yeah. And we had to look at almost everyone from that because the guy was from out of state and hadn't seen it and we were literally his eyes and ears. Yeah. And when you get a, a property like that, a multi-unit, you know, more than five or more, Usually, they do not want every single unit looked at. Usually, it's a percentage. We, I know that because we looked at every single building, every roof. We got what we got at, into everyone we were able to get into. Which there were some the goal, we couldn't. The goal was fifty percent. I think there was a goal that we we're going to hit, and we we we're just below four of meeting that because we couldn't get into all of them. No, wow! The property management company did not give everybody warnings properly that were coming in but we just we still get in a bunch because they would they had some that are vacant and they would knock on the doors and people would say yeah you can come yeah, in yeah most people didn't care yeah like yeah come on in so we got that so that's one aspect of commercial if it's like a residential like living areas five or more commercial building and the tenants have to have notice that somebody is coming in to do the inspection by law Yep, just like regular residential, you gotta let yeah. somebody needs to know if it's a rental. Yeah, they you have, have to let that tenant know. They have to let, have to let them know. And depending on the contract that the seller has with the tenant, they may need to have that done in writing. There may need to be like a twenty-four to forty-eight hour window, something along those lines, where they should go based off of what their contract is with the tenant. Yep, but different types of buildings for for a commercial. Commercial property assessment is what they call them. Right. St- still building inspection, but they call it property assessments. You have warehouses. We have office space, medical space. Factories. Co- factory. Manufacturing. Restaurants. restaurants. We did a restaurant the other day a, way, a ways off. It was, yeah. almost, it was almost West Virginia. Or Pennsylvania, whichever way it you want right, to work around that it. edge there. So... That was commercial. Here's a difference between commercial and residential buildings. Is the one of the difference is the systems in there can be often a lot more complicated for a commercial. That restaurant the other day, the heat that they had up on the rooftop, they had package units for the heating and cooling, which is a combination air conditioner and gas furnace mounted on the rooftop. Those those are more complicated. They're they're quite big. Typically, I've seen some where you could probably park two cars inside. Oh wow, that's crazy! It was it was a five story office building that we did a couple of years ago. Oh okay. They had two of these things. They were massive. If I remember right, each unit they had air filters that you got to replace. Of course, I think they had forty air air filters in each one in order to, in order to get the width. Of what you're, oh, that's crazy! I mean, you know, it was a big unit, but on that restaurant the other day, you have these. It was three package units to heat the space, two for the front of the house and one for the for the restaurant. I mean, the kitchen area, one for that, 
But they also had up on top about three different uh, units that were mainly for the refrigeration. Because you have two coolers, you had a deep freeze, and then you also had a freezer outside the building that had its own refrigeration unit. So you have a lot more refriger refrigeration units in order to keep those things either. The coals like, that co needed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those are, you're talking about things that can get down like 10, 10 degrees. I remember, I remember one, one building we were on years ago. This one, they had a whole warehouse that was like 15 degrees below zero. Oh, heck no. This is the one that used, I think they used ammonia. Oh, I remember that one. refrigerant, yes. Which has its own safety issues, like, like anything. Yeah, that was the one that they were repairing it the day you were doing the inspection. Yes, they were doing some work on it. The one for the one area, but the area I was in, man, it, I should have brought ear muscle because my ears would freeze partway through <laughs> yeah. and start hurting because it was so cold in there. But when you get to a commercial, the systems, like physics, is the same, like structure of, of the house, the the building, it's the, the same as the restaurant, the warehouse. Structures are the same, but the <clears throat> units. Heat construction. So okay, so physically, structure is all the same. It's load, direct path, load path down to the, to the footers or whatever you have there. It's it's all the same. But when we do a commercial, there's some things we have to do. Right. We kind of sometimes we'll do a drive by, take a look at the place, or use Google <laughs> Earth. Great tool there. Google Earth is my friend. Because we have to find out is there roof access. Because sometimes these things are. Too high to get to by ladder, and they, a lot of them will have uh, access from the interior. I thought get in like three stories or above was mandated to have roof access. It doesn't always happen. But isn't it supposed to? So some of them are supposed to have something like that. Yep. Okay. So some of the systems that are different. Uh, the heating and cooling systems; those are going to be different. Sometimes you'll have elevators. Yeah. And, and the and the commercial buildings. Plumbing is, once again, physics, it's, it's all the same in plumbing, but grander scale. You have a lot of data, telephone lines, which, of course, are not part of the inspection. Right. Outside the standards. But the electrical system, often, like, like the restaurant the other day, it was 600 amp service coming in, three phase. Loud, and, and fortunately, a lot of those things are pretty good Basically. shape overall i seen some where they're damaged on the exterior where somebody ran a car into the conduit yeah yeah that would totally fry anybody in that car and the car itself but wow. usually those those three phase electrical systems nobody's going in there messing with them unless they really right. know what they're doing because those those will fry you but we have boiler systems we will see boilers in houses. We're, in fact, we're going to have a boiler in our house. Yeah. It's a boiler system to heat the floor. Those are nice systems. But boilers, I've seen them where they're like, man, this is probably like 10, 10 to 15 feet long was the size of the tank for the, was for the boiler. That's just crazy. That was for an apartment building that I think probably had like 200 apartments in there. And then each unit, each apartment was its own zoned heat. So the, the heat would circulate throughout the whole building, and then a person could open up. Adjust what they Kind of like the valve on their, on their apartment to get heat flowing. Oh, that's nice. 
So there's all kind of different, and then sometimes, especially in the commercial kitchens, restaurants, you're going to get into fire suppression systems. Right. Which are out of the scope. But we do have to note if they're there, just like life and safety, maybe not not so much ADA compliance, but you're looking to see how accessible it is getting in some places. Right. The thing with commercial is it is very, very flexible as to what is looked at. It's all what the buyer is wanting to know. Like, for example, we just did one and their biggest thing was the roof and making sure that the roof is okay because they want to put solar panels on it. Yep. That was his biggest concern. Everything else he wanted to know, of course, but the roof was his, th- this is my my point. I need to have this done. Yeah. Often with commercial inspections, you don't have one person doing the whole thing. It's usually a couple. You can have a couple because usually they're, they're larger buildings, more expensive equipment. It depends on the structure quite a bit. You can have a really small office. One person can do that. Right. But it is common if you have a large building, large structure, that you may hire a subject matter expert, an SME, to take a look at something. We've done that before. Uh, we used place- to do electrical before we had Carl. We, yes, yep. So we would sometimes sub out electrical system. Uh, an electrician can take a look at that. I We subcontracted out to roofing. a company to, yeah, roofing. We did roofing. HVAC. Or, especially if it's a bo- yeah, for a boiler system. Yeah, yeah so I remember look at that a big one. boiler system, and I was not impressed with that company because our report would be more detailed than that, that boiler company. Well, and not only and that, but forever. that boiler system was really in rough shape, too. Yes, yes. I wasn't impressed. No, but it, we've hey, never anyway, used them again. For commercial, it's common. You got your main, you got your lead inspector, who basically is coordinating. It's not kind of project management. You're coordinating what everybody else is what? doing, and you're gathering all the information, and then and you're then merging you the report, put it together. Yes. Well, like the one that we've got coming up is what sixty-five thousand ish square feet, and we're gonna have three guys on that one. Yep, and that, that's combination office and warehouse? Yes. So that one, huge roof on that one. Yeah, did that one have like six packing units on it, if I recall six correctly? Package, yep, probably at least six. Six or seven, I can't remember. Cooling system, probably separate ones for the office. For some reason, for, for like warehouses, you'll see the, the heating cooling systems or restaurants up on top. But then they have air conditioners down on the ground that's for the office. Because the office is usually up front, first floor, oh, low. Okay. So they it, it, just structure a little bit differently. But there are similarities between residential commercial. But if somebody's doing a commercial inspection, they, they almost always, well, they, they do. They do need more more experience to see some of the stuff. Because you walk into a, a building, it's like, like where I do I start if you have never I, done it? Yeah, where, where do I start? What do I do? Like, I just imagine that one place that was five-story office building. What was that, 120,000 square feet? No, it was more than that. But I'm it, thinking it was closer to 150. There's no way one person can ever, oh, could no. ever do that. You could, so you have to have some, a lot of people doing that. We were able to do that ourselves. Yes, we did all of that one we ourselves. We did all of that because... All of our guys, we have the experience, and we know people we can contact if we have any kind of questions. We've we've done a really good job of training, cross-training all of our guys. So a lot of the ones that we have can do commercials and have done it and are good. Yes. Now, now here's, here's another difference between commercial and residential. 
residential buyers will get upset if you don't mention a missing outlet cover. Yes. In an extreme case, not not always, but it's there. There's more emotion involved in these little details. Commercial, it's like dude, we're not going. We're really not going to talk about the little, the little tiny thing. We're looking at things that are higher ticket items, small little maintenance, like maintenance item, like a missing outlet plate. That's Unless nothing to them. Yeah, nobody care. Nobody cares about that. It all it all depends on the client. Right. But there is no set standard for commercial. It's very there's flexible. We, also, we, no licensing for commercial. There's no licensing, so you'll make sure somebody's been doing it for a while. Has been doing it for a while. Does a good job. There are, sta- there are standards. International has the commercial SOP, the Comstock, right. for standards. But even there's another standard out there as well. It, ASTM has their own standards. Yeah. Once again, it's, co- it's completely flexible, and it's up to the client what they want and what the inspector agrees to do. Which is why paperwork and having all of that laid out in advance Let's both parties know exactly what's going on. Everything's approved up front. They know what they're getting and what they're paying for, and that works yep. out great. Yep. Now, another thing that I like about commercial, it's not as much of a time crunch because there's a different timeline with commercial. With residential, um, we'll get a call, same-day inspections, because they've got such a short inspection period. You don't yep. have that. Like, we'll get a call one day for commercial We'll send out the quote, and we may be here back a month later that we've gotten it. Yeah. It's it's a totally different Yeah, re- residential, if somebody calls you a quote, and you don't hear back from them in two days, all right, they went, they went somewhere else. Right. Which, first and for us, doesn't happen all that often. Right. But commercial, somebody get a quote, you don't hear anything back then. It could be three weeks later, and they go, hey, we're ready to go. Like, okay. I think the longest we had was like a two or three month Oh, I know what it was. We were doing a commercial inspection. I think it was that big one you were talking about. And the buyer had his attorney rewrite the contract for the seller. Like he rewrote the whole contract. And they were waiting on that to get done and signed before we could get in and do the inspection because he wasn't sure if he was going to buy it if they didn't sign the contract. Now, here's nothing about commercial. They're not always done if the person's going to buy the place. Sometimes they're often they are done if somebody's going to lease the space because there's something called a triple net lease. And with a triple net, the person leasing that space is responsible for insurance. It's like they own it, isn't repair, it? You basically own it and you're responsible for every single thing on that thing, on that, on that building. Repair, maintenance permits, if there's fines, that's your fault. A lot of different stuff on tr- triple net. So a lot of people who, they're not buying the space, they're they're, they're leasing the space, but it's triple net, so they're responsible for everything. See, I don't like that. If I'm not owning the building, why am I paying all that stuff? But that's just me. If you're making money on the space, right. that's what happens. Especially for a restaurant, they will make that's money true. on the space, they don't need to own it, and after five years, they can reevaluate and then we'll keep decide. Right. Now, so, I, so, I, so I get that. that. That makes sense. So another thing with commercial isn't just 
the typical inspection. You've also got indoor air quality, environmental type testing, and you've got phase one inspections that are usually required, yeah, so, which we could do all of that for somebody. Yeah, we can do all of that. And if we do them both, we give a discount. Right. That. Phase one. So maybe we're talking about phase one here on the next next podcast. Next podcast, we'll, we'll what go, it is. Go over phase one. But that is something that the bank requires. will require somebody's buying property because banks need to protect their investment they want, they want to protect their investment basically yeah so that's it all right if you need a commercial inspection definitely give us a call you know habitation investigation but we also have other website and we have websites getting worked on right now and we're separating out so like we we do the duplexes and the fourplexes and stuff like that. And we're going to continue to do those under habitation, but we're separating out some of the larger stuff into a new company that we're calling Heartland property inspections, Heartland commercial property inspections. Yes. So keep your eyes out for that. We're, we're getting all that we're, up and running we'll for next year. We'll announce that down the road. all completely up and running and done, but yeah. the website's being created right now. But, no, we, we definitely have done a good job with commercial. I mean, like hotels are pretty easy to do. I mean, they're fun to do. I just like going with you anyways and, you know, The, the restaurants kind of, kind of, I mean, I used to work, that's how I paid for college was working in restaurants. Right. So. I waited table. Well, what was it? I was a busser. Then I waited tables. And then you were a cook, weren't you, and for then, a bit? And I got tired of waiting tables, so I decided to become a cook. And then every now and then, when I was cooking, if they were short-staffed for a waiter... They, they would pull me out and go, hey, you were, you were a head waiter, weren't you? I'm like, darn it. Darn it, yeah. <laughs> Come here. So I, I would jump in. Help out. Yeah, I'll help out. So kitchens are kind of fun. You, you get fun crew in there in the kitchen. Yeah. that That's a fun place to work. So anyway. Never did. That's it for today. Thanks, everybody. All Bye-bye. right, guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time. Learn and go do stuff.